Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is, when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? All right, guys, it's your girl, D. Scott, on this Tell the Truth Tuesday, March 1st, 2016. So we are in the month of March, the time of Aries. So it's my mother's birthday this month, my son's birthday this month, both, well, actually, two of my brother's birthdays this month. So life is life. So tonight's show is called Fear is Expensive, and this is based on a post from Boss Babe, and it's on Instagram, and you can hashtag Boss Babe, B-O-S-S-B-A-B-E. And I used to, like, really follow them innately um, probably about a year ago until there was a little bit of a situation. Um, We did an interview on Skype and so on and so forth, and I found out later on that perhaps they were affiliated with Cupcake Mafia, which has a store in Atlanta, Georgia, who comes out with a lot of shirts and things as such. But that's another story. That's a business-related issue. So tonight's show is about fear and how it shapes the decisions that we make in life and in business. And I often say that people make decisions based on two things, fear or love, and I wanted to discuss my sometimes irrational yet powerful thoughts. So today I was looking at something, and it's funny because you can never judge a book by its cover, and and you really just can't. So there was a gentleman, and I'm going to have to look his name up, but he worked at the casino, And I remember him as the bartender. He was real built. You could tell he worked out at the gym, you know, just nice-looking cap, but he was short. He was a short guy. Well, I look on the Internet the other day, and I see that he opened a food truck um, that sits outside the nightclubs at nighttime, and he's he's making a killing. Um, But I also realized that he is also – um, a police officer. I had no no idea. His name is Raul Parker. So he was also a, a, a um, what is it called? A personal trainer at LA Fitness. He's the owner of Dirty Bird Chicken and Waffles LLC, and he has a food truck that sits outside the clubs on Third Street, which is amazing um, because that's where you know the the a good crowd comes. So he didn't get just like a little food truck. He got he got a big one. So again, his name is Raul Parker, and he is a police officer here in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, But I remember him as the bartender at our club in the casino. And so I always used to, and I made a stat about that today on my Tell the Truth Tuesday, I said I didn't know him as a police officer. I didn't know him as a business owner. I knew him as a guy that had a nice ass walking down the, you know, casino hallways. He was always built, always very polite, always very serious. And so what people have to understand is that when you run a business, you know, it is very true that fear is expensive because for every month that I don't open my store, 
which I should have opened in January. It was my fault. For every month that I don't open my store, I'm losing money. And I know that sounds crazy, but I have to spend money to make money. But we're not talking about, you know, a couple hundred dollars here and there. We're talking about, you know, major things that could be life-changing for me. And in which case, I'm still going to work a million things until I make more than a million dollars. That's just that's what I'm going to do. So I was very excited and proud about that fact because, you know, he was a guy of little talk and a lot of action. So him going to the police academy and then becoming a police officer, he literally opened his food truck, and the next day he was starting work as a police officer. So that means he quit the casino. I don't know how old he is. I'm assuming he's in his late 20s. Um and I just think it's amazing. I think it's I think it's a great thing, especially small business, black business, any kind of business, local business. And his his price point isn't that bad. It's about eight bucks for a chicken and waffle sandwich, and he does like a Philly steak and cheese. And he's only available on certain nights, but he helped build his own truck, everything else. And that takes a lot of guts, especially when you're working at a casino making whatever it is he makes and don't get it twisted the waitress is there and the bartender's there they do very very well at club star at seneca niagara casino um they do very well you know because you have all kinds of different crowds and then we are one of the number one top tourist destinations in the world not just the country in the world so and the, and our cost of living is very very low so if you guys want to check him out i think he is the hashtag dirty bird Buffalo, let me hold on, let me cuz I don't want to I don't want to quote that and bring bad business or to the to the wrong business. But um you know, I'm just really proud of that fact and so I said to him today on Facebook, I was like, "Listen, I was like, you know, I'm really really proud of you." And I was like, "But, you know, a lot of people have to stop talking so much and start doing a little bit more than what we're talking about." And I I often talk about the people that are the fin to do's, like I'm fin to do this and I'm fin to do that and I'm, you know, fin to do that. Like I'm not with the fin to do shits. I'm just really not. So his the the um hold on, the hashtag for his it's Dirty Bird Buffalo. And he did that because of a dance that somebody did in the end zone or some craziness. But you can go follow him on um, Facebook at Dirty Bird Chicken and Waffles, LLC, N as in an apostrophe, and Chicken and Waffles, and it's the hashtag is Dirty Bird Buffalo. So I think it's great, even though he, he serves Niagara Falls areas. But what a lot of people don't know is that if you're not familiar with Lloyd's, which Lloyd's is a huge, the green food truck that sits outside, like downtown and things like that, they actually just opened up a store on Elmwood, which is amazing because now you have an actual location. But Lloyd's has been known to show up at, and I've taken pictures, if you guys aren't following me on Instagram, I'm at miss.d.scott, over the summer when they do Art Sparks, where my girl Sarah Eaton does her art shows, which I'm always, I go there every year and support her and my girl Tammy, Turta Jaja, my little, my Asian Tammy. Um, I support them and their artwork. Their pieces have been, you know, shown on my uh, on my page. Sarah Eaton's work has been at Chris Classic's house. If you guys aren't following uh, Chris Classic, that's my buddy that's in New York. Um, he, he's doing right now, he's doing a lot of um, different music. He's done a lot of scores. So I think it's over 200 movies that we watch, including Cars, Alvin and the Chipmunks, which he won. I believe it was a Grammy for that back a couple years ago. Um, he's done Cars, Transformers, all the scores to that. However, he also did some music with Empire, things like that. If you're not following Chris Classic, he's at underscore Chris Classic, and you can go look and see if you look at some of the pictures where he shows his loss. Some of Sarah Eaton's work is actually in there, and you can follow her on Instagram at Vacant Enigma. E-N-I-G-M-A. She's amazing. So I want to see if she'll do a photo shoot of me by myself, but I have to get with my boy Darren for that. So when I was looking at Raul's page, it really put a fire in me to say, like, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say because I remember getting in an argument with someone and him saying, you're not a real boss, 
un- unless you, what did he say? You're not a real boss if other people can still tell you what to do. My thing is this, is that you're not a real boss if you don't have a 401k. You're not a real boss if you don't have fucking employees. You're not a real boss if you don't have to look at profit margin. You're not a real boss if you still have to beg people for money. I'm never going to beg any fucking body to buy any of my products. I don't have to. You understand what I'm saying? You don't see me advertising every day and saying, oh, this is 15% off because I don't keep a lot of inventory. And that's something that I learned just in business, just going along the way. Now, once I open my store, absolutely, I will have to have inventory because it'll be a supply and demand situation. But I have to keep inventory because I would never want somebody to go and buy to try to buy something of mine, even though I will be doing free shipping to Canada, my Canadian neighbors right across the bridge. I don't want ever anybody to say that they came and they got a substandard, you know, um, product for me or that it was sold out because to me that's missed opportunity, whether it's $5 or whether it's 5000 you know. And, and for me, I'm, I'm such a meticulous person that if for me, if everything is not perfect, I don't want to do it, but I realize that that's a problem and that is fear, right? But because I love money because I love what I do and because I love the freedom that certain levels of money bring me, then that love has to outweigh my fear. You know, because here you have a guy like Raul Parker, hashtag Dirty Bird Buffalo, um, who owns a food truck. And if you guys watch the uh, Made in America tour, they had a documentary on it. I believe it was on um, HBO. I think they they had the rights to it. And there was a young female that was talking about how she needed to just get $5,000 so that she can get a food truck to do the Made in America tour, which a lot of those tours like Coachella, Made in America, those different um, tours do not allow people like myself that have merchandise to sell because I'm not part of the band. I'm not part of Jay-Z. I'm not Beyonce. So they have exclusive rights with their own people to sell certain shit. So they mostly just do food so that when these three-day festivals are going on, people are going to eat. So this one young lady was talking about how, I mean, and when I say this motherfucker was broke as hell, she was broke as hell. And this was, this was in New York City. She was a single mom. She was living in this fucked-up-ass apartment. And I remember her trying to get a food truck. And the food truck was like $5,000. And she was like, if I could just get this $5,000. She was working as a waitress somewhere else. She got the $5,000 to buy the food truck. She was good. So she had enough money, and she was selling tacos, which is very easy and very quick to be able to cook, especially if you did the meat already or or had it at least, you know, a portion of the way done. She sold out every single freaking day. There was a line wrapped around the corner for people to come eat her food. She made enough money to finish paying off and to be able to get her and her daughter a car and, her, you know, and her and her daughter an apartment, so on and so forth. And so to see this guy whose food truck was way bigger than that, I mean, he has a huge, I mean, he has like an FBI van type, <laughs> like the shit that you see outside, he has an FBI van type shit. And it just really makes me, it really just put a fire up underneath me to say like, you love clothes, you love, you know, workout gear, you love doing this, you love doing that, and you love freedom. So it's time. So when it comes to certain things, I have to talk to my accountant, I have to talk to my best friend, I have to talk to, you know, people that are, you know, my attorney and make sure that I'm doing okay and I have to set up certain things and it's terrifying. But because I love money so much because it gives me when people say like all you need is love, that's not fucking true. I don't give a shit what you do. You ever try to feed your kid love? You know, love is is good as far as hope is concerned, but love is not all that we need. We need to be able to feed our kids. We need to be able to take care of our kids. We need to be able to leave a legacy for other children. We need to be able to help other people because I don't think that there's anything greater than being able to help somebody that can never repay you. 
you know, and I want to be in that position, especially with the Sherry Foundation, which is a foundation that was named after my mom, um, that we are going to be helping one to two uh, mentally ill youth that have been properly diagnosed within the year. We're not a 5013C yet, but it's just a scholarship that I put my own money into to be able to give to somebody if somebody would ask, you know, or if I, if I put it out there or if I see somebody that's in the need, I would love to be able to just donate and just give it. You know what I'm saying? This isn't about me having these great, big, grandiose dinners and charging people $300 a plate for my fund or for my foundation. This is all out of pocket um, because I think I want – I don't want a stigma to be attached to mental illness anymore. I want people to be able to say, you know what, I'm not doing so great. I, I think I'm depressed. I think that I need help. There's nothing wrong with saying you need help, whether male or female. So I'm very excited about the new endeavor. I'm excited to start doing the interview process. I'm excited that this is going to be, you know, some little girl's first job and that, you know, the mentoring of that. I'm very excited that when my son turns a certain age, he'll be able to work there. I'm very excited that they're offering me an inline store, depending on what my projected sales are going to be and if we smash them. So fear is expensive. And one of the things I've talked about, Today on Instagram, if you're not following me, at miss.d.scott, and my Twitter, is, my Twitter handle is at dmsst93, is that fear will put you in a situation where you end up spending more money than you thought you were going to. So I spoke about a situation today, but I didn't tell you that the situation was actually the situation I was in. Um, I was engaged after, our, you know, subsequently long after I was divorced, and I'm there with my child. My son doesn't really remember any of this, and I talk about it in the book. Um, I forget what I called the motherfucker in the book, but I didn't even give him a name. That's how insignificant he was. But anyway, so I moved into this big-ass house with this guy. He was in the same mortgage industry that I was. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to be saving money. I moved out of my condo. I had a beautiful three-bedroom, two-bathroom condo, pool, everything. Moved out of that, subletted that, and left furniture there, everything, to move into this big-ass house with this dude. Come to find out, I get in there. He hadn't paid bills in forever. The house was in foreclosure, which I didn't know anything about people renting out foreclosures and still just pocketing the money knowing that they were going to foreclose on the house. Because once the, the, the notice comes, it's not, you know what I'm saying, there's nothing they could do for you. They don't care about you. They're coming after the owner. So long story short, it gets to a point where financially he becomes strapped and I'm not pulling out any more money. I lost probably close to $10,000 in that relationship just paying for shit because he didn't have it. So what ends up happening is is that we get into a fight, like a physical altercation, and he's the guy that I talked about strangling with a telephone cord um, while my baby was sleeping in the bed because I didn't want to wake my baby because he had punched me in the face while his friend was there during Super Bowl when it was Pittsburgh in Arizona, I believe it was, and the Super Bowl was in Tampa. Mm. Hold on one second. Mm. Margarita Tuesday as well. And so what ended up happening was my my girlfriend had come to town we had a real big, pretty house, four bedrooms, you know, three bathrooms, huge garage, and a beautiful neighborhood in Apollo Beach right outside of Tampa, suburb of Tampa, near the beach, near the water. And um, I said, well, if I can just get it together for, like, 90 days, I'll be fine. And she looked at me. She said, you ain't got 90 days. You need to be out of this house in, like, the next two weeks. And I was like, no, 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 I need to be able to save my money. I need to be able to do this. I need to be able to do that. And it just, it, it cost me too much money. It cost me too much of my time. Like, I didn't want to leave my kid there by herself. I, you know, had to hire a nanny. And all because I didn't want to be uncomfortable and I didn't want to be by myself in my own condo doing my own thing. And so that's why I'm very hesitant when it comes to relationships that not, you know, I don't, I don't believe in that whole, like, oh, I'm going to take care of you, I'm going to do this. I just, honestly, I don't know how you women do it. Like, I don't trust anybody to take care of me but me. 
you know, if you want to come in and, and, and throw in something and you can do some lawn work or you can, you know, help me with my car, like as far as like cleaning it and just basic maintenance, like that to me goes a hell of a lot further than you telling me you're going to pay all my bills and then the minute you get mad at me, you want to cut me off. You know, you have to always have money. Like my mama used to tell me, you always have to have money for a rainy day. Well, shit, it rained on me for like two years. I was broke as shit. Like, I'm talking about, like, I had to go, like, when I moved out of there because I was going to kill this motherfucker, like, it was so bad. He was, like, sleeping with his room locked, you know what I'm saying? After our, you know, violent incident, I wouldn't leave my kid in the house. We were in the house not speaking. I would go take a plate. If he was eating off my plate, I would snatch that motherfucker from him on the table, like, get your own shit. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just in a position where, and that decision was based on fear. That wasn't based on love. I didn't move in there because I loved him. I moved in there because I was afraid to just be by myself and do what the fuck I was supposed to do. So I, I made this mistake with my child in tow, which is why men don't meet my kid now. You know what I mean? So we end up leaving. I have to sleep on the floor at a girlfriend's house. And she wasn't even one of my good girlfriends, but I had to sleep on the floor for two weeks because in Florida, when you're trying to get your apartment ready, because remember, I leased out my shit, right? And I can't kick her out. She signed a lease with me. She subleased. So I'm in a situation where now I have to go find an apartment, you know, that's going to fit all my shit in it, and I have to start all over again. So I gave up my furniture thinking I'm going to be, you know, marrying this dude over here, and it just, it cost me a lot of motherfucking money. But wait, there's more. Because he was disgruntled and scorned, and when I took our office furniture out of the home, he ended up calling the police on me saying that I stole it, all this other shit. So I have to get arrested on a felony charge of, like, some grand larceny theft type crazy shit, get out of jail, like, two hours later, go pick my baby up. Like, it costs money to be scared. You understand what I'm saying? But anytime I've done anything out of the out of the, the goodness of my heart or for out of love, I always came out on top. So I had to stop getting into situations and I can't even imagine you women that are dating these rappers that you know are cheating on you and you stay because of the money. Is it gonna cost you more isn't it gonna cost you more money when this motherfucker don't wanna fuck with you no more and put you out the house and you don't have nothing? Look at look at Laura Govan. Right, Laura, right? Is it Laura? Yeah, the one that has the baby to Gilbert Arenas. You have four kids to this motherfucker, and then when he decided to put you out because you, quote-unquote, cheated on him with Shaquille O'Neal, allegedly, you know what I'm saying? You had nothing. You had to go live in somebody's, like, spare bedroom with your four children. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, long story short, thou shalt get thine own money. Whenever you do things based out of love, it doesn't matter whether it's two pennies left to rub together. You're doing it based out of love. So when you see Kendrick Lamar rapping, when you see Kanye West rapping, you can have your opinions about both of them. They love what the fuck they do. That's why they will always make money doing what they do, right? The commons, the, the Jay-Zs, they will, no matter what they say, they will always make money doing what the fuck it is that they do because they do it out of love, not fear, right? You do shit out of fear like drop a fucking album that is politically correct. That's because of fear, Right. And then when you don't when you don't sell, now you have some bullshit on your record that costs you money. Time is also money. People could say like, oh, it's not true. No, I listen, I have a motto. You either spend the time or you spend the money. If you spend the time, you don't have to necessarily spend the money. But if you don't spend the money, then you got to spend the time. You know what I mean? I don't really need a man to do anything for me. At this point, I'm in the investment stage. So I'm in the stage where it's like, well, if I'm investing in myself and I'm investing time in someone else, that shit costs me something. Because for every minute that I'm away from my son, for every minute that I'm away from any of my businesses, I'm never not working, always. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm a vampire. I'm up till 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. And two months ago, I was up till 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. But all that shit has paid off because now I have all the information that I need to go and do what I need to do. And I didn't have to go to anybody and beg anybody to do anything. I don't have angel investors. I don't have, like I said, I don't have a hedge fund. I don't have silent investors. Everything I do is me because I want to do what the fuck I want to do because that's what I love. And that's how, you know, somebody was laughing at me today because being told no made me get to a place where that's where Zero Fucks was born, where I said, well, I don't really care who feet I got to step on or whatever the fuck I got to do. I'm going to do what I need to do So because money to me means freedom. But in order for me to get the money, I got to work. And I know some of y'all are going to be mad at me, but I have to be so cliche and I got to play this new Rihanna.
this song just because when you hear it especially being from right across the border from canada that soca that reggae you know you love you love to hear that shit you just start dirty whining as soon as you hear it but the other thing i want to tell people is that you're never going to get anywhere trying to be safe so whether that's in dating i mean i'm just one of them people i don't give a shit and i read something that um bk the artist in fact if you look on my page at um uh, miss.d.scott on instagram i put a picture up and it's of two people, and the female is laying on the male, and it's actually, they're hugged up. It looks like they done had a long day of sex. And I said, it's a rare photo of me and my beloved done by BK the Artist. So if you're not following BK the Artist, at BK the Artist, he is an amazing artist out of Brooklyn. Um, and he's done a lot of work for a lot of people. However, he said something that was quite profound when he says, you know what? He says some of the pictures are called Pillow Talk, and he actually has pillows that are there. Him, Susai, all of them, those are a couple of my favorite New Age artists, but their work is very distinct. As soon as you see it, you know. And definitely um, I want to send a shout-out to um, Ro James. Yesterday he came on my page. I was telling somebody that I just played a song uh, 30 minutes ago, and he says, thank you. you know, he came on my page said, thank you. I posted a photo. Of him. So make sure y'all go follow him at Ro, R-O James, J-A-M-E-S-X-I-X. I mean, he's amazing. He's the guy that's put his hands over his head in my picture on my Instagram. He's just amazing. He has that song called Permission that I played yesterday. And so if you're not following BK the Artist, you need to go follow him. But he said something that was very profound, and he says, you know, I'm not a one-night stand kind of guy. He says, you know, a, a lot of things can happen in 24 hours. Lives can be changed, and I truly believe that. And so as a result, because I play Rihanna, I would be very, very just probably a bad person if I did not play Um my Drake song that I'm bumping right now, but I don't know that I want to play that right now because I wanted to drop Summer 16s, but he made a reference in there that I was kind of like, wait a minute, where he's like 666 or some shit like that. I really, I was like, let me find out. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, let me find out that you be doing some ignorant shit. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to play hit the lotto and i'm gonna play that by 50 cent because he's been a real big asshole lately um but you know you gotta love 50 that's who he is he's a fellow cancerian you know he can't help it he's just out here getting his sh money he's doing a lot of shit but he's out here getting his money and we have to remember that um empire is cool and all but power is gonna be back on air any minute now so 50 cent we just hit the lotto it's 50 I just hit the jackpot, got the right seven digits. Why call a ticket when I can come through the visit? It won't be long for a nigga get to know you, right? Show you, right? Couple hot spots, we can go tonight. I watched the waist train drop. Either it's genetics or she got the right doctor. Drove lights when she moved, excuse me. Make a nigga won't go sushi. I just hit the lotto, pull up to the bed, pop a bottle. Tell me what you want and I got it She said she from Nevada Said she go to school in Chicago But she wanna dance and she model Girl with a body like that and an ass like that Top it to the floor, bring it, bring it right back You know I'll be on, baby, just like that You know what to do with it It's just the way I feel with you, baby It's just the way 
niggas hit the lotto. I just hit the lotto. Jackpot got the right seven digits. Yeah. I just hit the lotto. I just hit the lotto. I just hit the lotto. Ask about me, I'm persistent, consistent. I put a hand on it and told her, kiss it. She kissed it. I'm not the one that broke her heart, I fixed it. I fixed it. Type nigga running around, always saying slick shit. The kind of your right mind you can deal with. Hit my line at the right time, we can still sit. And sip on something, let the feelings out. When it's just you and me, that's what it's really about. Do it. 